0: Well, with that said, let's now speak to Isabel Fry, who is the Executive Director of the Social Policy Initiative. So a recent report shows that only 8% of South African households possess all the 22 perceived necessities for a decent standard of living. The decent standard of living finding on possession of social perceived necessities in 2022 report looks at how non-income dimension dimensions of poverty affect people's lives according to three categories, social networks and social wage. The report was a collaboration among a variety of institutions, including the Social Policy Initiative and UNICEF, what else did it find? Isabel, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. The timing of those two voice notes that just came in, following the conversation that we have we had with Mzoane Lemayngi around the proposal of, of children starting school at three years old, and then your report finds that fewer respondents were able... Um, to say or have an adult at home to look after a child under the age of 10 years and fewer could afford to complete school uniform for children without hardship. The story of South Africa.
1: Uh, Good afternoon, Aldrin, and thank you very much. The way that you frame those questions um, is very provocative and it needs to be articulated in that way. The research report that we launched today was further evidence, I won't say it was the first because uh, there's just mounting evidence of the grave inequalities that we have in South Africa and the fact that um, in terms of race, gender and where you are born, your life is determined, uh, predetermined for you. The question is what are the interventions that can be applied to ensure that the constitutional right to equality actually becomes a reality for the majority of people in South Africa?
0: And what does the report also tell us about the status of uh, South Africans and these households that were uh, surveyed?
1: The survey was a very interesting departure because when we started this work uh, back in t- 2010, we wanted to look at the defining of poverty in a way that made sense to ordinary people. So not the scientific way of trying to count the number of calories and multiplying that, et cetera. So we work on asking ordinary people what is needed for a decent standard of living. And then we take those answers, we go through various iterations of of trying to ensure that there is majority consensus. And then we look at uh, status, their income um, survey and expenditure data to see what the amount is that's associated with the twin. In this case, it was 22 items that people say are essential. So the interesting thing for us is the, the headline figure to be able to afford a decent standard of living the monthly income amount per capita, so it's per person, is 6,000 rand, so 6,034 rand. So that's the first headline figure, which is really important. When we're quibbling about the amount of social grants, for instance, I mean, the child support grant you were mentioning, we were mentioning the, the, the life realities of children. Um, for the 13 million children getting a child support grant um, of 480 rand, this is last 2022 figures. That was just 8% of a decent standard of living. So there's a huge shortfall between what people say is required and what millions of children are, are receiving and their mothers are receiving in terms of trying to ensure that the household that the kids are raised in uh, approximates a, a de- decent and a safe space. Because as you said, it's not just the money, on, it's not just the food on the table. So is that child safe? Um, are the parents able to go to work knowing that their child is going to be safe when they get home?
0: And then also the race element around this. We speak about class, but then there's also Mm. the um, skin colour that is attached to it. Only 6% of black Africans possess all 22 SPNs. What does that tell us?
1: That tells us that, again, the transformation that was... um, promised in the constitution hasn't happened. 97% of the group possessing fewer than 10 SPNs are black Africans. So deprivation is exceedingly high amongst black Africans in South Africa. So the, the the point is that, again, this affirms and I'm going to refer now to the unemployment figures. Unemployment figures released two days ago so that unemployment amongst black Africans is 46%, amongst whites is 9%. So that continuum of difference continues and the rates at which there has been redistribution and reallocation of opportunity seems to have slowed down entirely. So the the point about the research report is, and we were very happy to have the National Planning Commission present and also the Minister of Social Development um, and a number of other policy makers, is that we come up with recommendations about the pace and delivery of the kinds of interventions that are required to enable people to live a better life. So it won't need a huge amount of money, but there's certain policies that need to be put in place in a prioritization to enable people to experience that, that better living level.
0: And what, else, what are some of those interventions? A bit earlier on, we played a report that was compiled by a reporter, Katle Khodi, the Economic Justice Group, um, calling on the South African Social Development Department to increase the social grant by um, or rather in line with inflation. And we know, for instance, with the 350 rand um, SRD grant that was announced back in 2020, that that amount has stayed the same over the past three years. So So what sort of intervention should be seen?
1: So firstly, the minister actually committed to looking at indexing social grant increases, not just against inflation, but against the decent standard of living. So for instance, I I mentioned that the child support grant was 8% of the 6,034 rand. And each year, uh, what would be really helpful? this is not putting bread on the table, but I'm talking about medium to long-term impact, is for government to say, this is now 9%, this is 12%. And so civil society groupings can start calling for that to be accelerated. One of the main points that came through was how important cell phones are. Uh, In terms of getting access to information about jobs, about grants, about um, healthcare, about clinics, what's open, what's not, cell phones are a principal part of communication. And one of the considerations today was also: Are there ways in which more information, more access to services, can be put onto cell phones? But also that cell phone sites need to be zero-rated in terms of data costs. So to to reduce the cost of data will enable people in a way to have oxygen um, in, in modern sort of society, and that would be a much easier way. We're looking at questions of food pricing as well. I mean, are, is there a necessity to increase the number of zero rated foodstuffs or at least to look at administered prices when I mean, there's a fear of another fuel price increase next month on top of this one. That'll have a direct impact on food. And one in four people in South Africa is already food insecure. The impact of malnutrition on children is permanent. The lack of cognitive development can never be um can can never be caught up. So children's ability to be productive Uh, workers to start their businesses to be thriving, adjusted people, is completely eradicated if they're not able to receive the food that's necessary.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Isabel Fry there, Executive Director at the Social Policy Initiative.